0: Welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax cell veteran. I'm the author of the Tax Cell Playbook, founder of the Tax Cell Academy, the leading tax cell expert and trainer. I'm your host right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. This episode is provided completely free to help teach you about investing in tax-faulted real estate, and is made possible through and because of the tax sell Academy. If you're looking to learn more about investing in tax, faulty real estate in a comprehensive step-by-step manner, head on over to taxsellacademy.com and click on join. Again, that's taxsellacademy.com and just click on join. So over the years, I've talked many times about the profitability of vacant land. If you've listened to me for any period of time, you probably know that I've seen tremendous success with vacant land. Now, before I continue I don't want you to think that I am discounting homes, commercial properties, or any other type of real estate. Every single sector of real estate has been extremely profitable to me when I purchased it strategically. So don't think for a second that I would pass up on a profitable house just because I don't like houses and I would rather have a vacant land instead, right? No, I buy all types of real estate. But when it comes to land, I have purchased a larger percentage and I've always had success with it. The issue, though, is that every single time I mention vacant land, whether it's a video, a post, a podcast, wherever, I always get at least one person who will email me or DM me or message me that says vacant land is just too difficult to sell. So I want to do a podcast specifically on this topic because that's a very common misconception. First off, let's talk about the act of selling. Let's say you have a home buyer and you have a land buyer and they've both made that commitment to purchase what they want to buy, right? The process of closing that land bar is going to be extremely easy when you compare it to the person that's purchasing a house. Sure, you might have a perk test for the soil and maybe a survey, but after that, you're straight to closing. For a home, you're going to have a buyer that goes through that house with a fine-tooth comb to pick out every single flaw, including most of them that you didn't even notice or care about, right? Then you'll have an inspector that will do the same thing at least one time. He'll tell the buyer that the house is falling down when everybody knows he's probably exaggerating just to cover himself, right? Then you have to worry about making all those required repairs, cleaning it out, moving all the stuff out, making sure it's spotless, and all sorts of other fun stuff. And if you toss in a mortgage, you've got a whole bunch of other hurdles that you need to cross before you go to closing. I've sold many, many homes in my career, and I've sold many, many lots in my career. And I can tell you that when I sell a lot, I usually don't even have to leave my office. But when I sell a home, there's quite a bit of effort involved. And I'm not opposed to putting effort into it, but just understand, when you're selling a home, there's a certain amount of effort required. And when you're selling a piece of vacant land, there is significantly less effort as required. So the actual process is hands down much easier with vacant land. But that's usually not what people mean when they ask if vacant land is harder to sell. The issue that most people have is actually the demand for that vacant land. They believe that it's easier to find a buyer for home than land, because homes are more useful for most people. You can rent them, you can live in them, you can fix them up and resell them, and all those are very valid points. But that does not mean that land just doesn't have any demand and that you're gonna have a lot of trouble selling it. When I invest in land, I don't just buy a random piece of land in the middle of nowhere. Put a sign in the ground and then hope that that land sells because of that sign that's a very lousy strategy but i think this is what many people envision when i or somebody say that they invest in land some random lot a sign and just sitting back waiting for that phone to ring and whether you do that for a vacant lot or you do it for a house you're just not going to get good results instead vacant land should be purchased with a very specific strategy in mind a strategy that allows you to turn it over quickly where you can easily get it sold, take your profits, and move on to another property. The truth is that I can't even remember the last time I actually put a sign on a piece of vacant land that I had for sale. And a large majority of them don't even get listed with realtors. They don't even go to MLS or on the system or anything like that. I go into detail on a number of different strategies inside the Tax Law Academy. But the fact is that you must pre-arrange your buyer with vacant land. And really, you should actually pre-arrange your buyer with homes also if you intend to operate your business as efficiently and profitably as possible. Now, when I say pre your buyer, it might not be a specific person that will buy it from you the moment you get it at a tax sale. I'm not saying Mr. Smith from Jonesville is going to be your buyer, but instead it'll be a type of person, one of maybe a few different buyers, You'll have five or six people that will buy something the moment you offer it to them. Or maybe it's 500 or 600 people just waiting for you to contact them so they can buy something from you. Whatever the case, you'll have a very captive audience ready to pull the trigger as soon as you tell them you have something available. So how do you do that? How do you set this up? I'm going to provide two options that you should master if you want to sell properties very, very efficiently and in bulk. The first one is by using a buyer's list. And I've done episodes on this before, but you'll essentially have a number of buyers that are just waiting for your call. They're waiting for your text or your email, so they can purchase whatever you're selling. Typically you'll have captured their attention when you previously advertised a property somewhere else. That property would have been priced so well that they missed that opportunity, but they cannot wait for that next opportunity because they will take full advantage of it. That's it in a nutshell. So After I talk about the benefits of a buyer's list, the first excuse a lot of people think of is, I don't have a buyer's list, and I can't create one because I'm just getting started. Here's a simple solution. Create one. Be creative and figure out a way to start. The best way is to buy one property. Market it like crazy, and then leverage all that marketing to build you a nice, long buyer's list. If you can't do that, they call every single realtor in town and ask them if they have buyer's for a certain subdivision at a certain price point, which should be below market value. And then put them on your buyers list. Then call every single builder in town and ask them if they would be interested in buying land in a certain subdivision at a certain price point. Add them to your buyers list and then call anyone in that subdivision who has purchased more than one lot in the past five years and ask them if they want more. And then boom, suddenly in an afternoon's work, you've lined up a number of potential buyers. Sure, this requires effort. There's no doubt about that. This business takes effort, and the more effort that you put forth, the better your results are going to be. Now, in a more general sense, perhaps a less preferred but still incredibly effective method is to pre pre-arrange the type of buyer. and This would work well in a situation where you don't have a buyer's list and you don't want to put forth the effort to create a buyer's list like we just discussed, and maybe you're just feeling a little bit lazy, but you're okay with a strategy that has slightly more risk. What I'm talking about here is cherry-picking a property that has tremendous upside. and That property is usually going to be a low-dollar-value transaction. These types of buyers that you're marketing to are often going to be speculators. They've got a few dollars to invest, and they're looking for cheap properties. Your goal is to find those cheap properties even cheaper through tax sales. Maybe it's that lot that's only worth $1,500 on the market but you can acquire it for $500. You sell it with an as is title. You're happy. They're happy. Everybody wins, right? You know that the returns are great when you look at the percentages, but the actual dollar amount, those returns aren't all that stellar. But That's okay because there are plenty of speculators out there with a few thousand dollars to sink into some real estate. So sell to those who want cheap properties that you can get even cheaper at tax sales. And of course, when you're marketing those properties, you must do so to get as many potential buyers as possible. So you can start that buyer's list that we talked about previously. The argument could be made that when you set up everything correctly, vacant land, it's actually much easier to find a buyer for. I've got a number of buyers that don't want anything to do with the maintenance or liability issues that come with a house, but they still want to park their money somewhere in some type of real estate. There are also plenty of buyers, that might be able to afford vacant land, but they can't afford a structure. And again, they want to invest that money in some sort of real estate. So they choose vacant land. At the end of the day, you can make money with all types of real estate if you strategize properly. I've seen people make money with abandoned schools and abandoned churches. I've made money with abandoned factories. And yes, plenty of people have made money with both homes and vacant land. So if you find a profitable home, buy it. I am not against that one bit. But don't discount the opportunity that vacant land will hold right in front of you. And usually that opportunity will come with less competition, more supply depending on the area, less capital outlay, and it might just be easier to sell and perhaps even more profitable. That's it for today's episode. I really hope that you did find this episode helpful and that you are enjoying my podcast. If you are, please consider taking just a few seconds out of your day to leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on. We truly hope... And we're able to play just a small role in your tax law success. Thank you again for joining us. If you are looking to learn from us directly, head on over to TaxLawAcademy.com. Click on Join and become a member of the academy. Again, that's TaxLawAcademy.com. There's a link down below in the show notes. Take care.